While we are looking into a critical and deeply concerning issue of the alarming allegations of the Israeli government using starvation as a method of warfare in the Gaza Strip, and we welcome Zaina Shrawi Hutchinson, Director of Development and Expansion at the American Arab Anti-Discrimination Com- Committee, to discuss the humanitarian crisis, its impact on civilians, and the urgent need for international intervention. Zaina, assalamu alaikum and welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Well, Shukran, for making time to be with us. So the recent Human Rights Watch report alleged that the Israeli government is using starvation as a method of warfare in the Gaza Strip, which they deem a war crime. Can you shed some light on the severity of the situation based on your experiences and observations? And I think it probably would have gotten um, worse because this report was, um, uh, you know, uh, from last week. Yes, absolutely. I mean, uh, I think it's also important to put into context that Gaza was already uh, in a dire situation mm. before the assault uh, uh, after October 7th and, and the genocide. So we are we were already dealing with a precarious situation where food and calorie uh, calories were even counted, counted. Uh, mm. as to going. Yes, to go into Gaza. So um, since uh, Israel has bombed water aquifers, it has prevented food from entering Gaza where uh, initially, before October 7th, there were hundreds of trucks that would go into Gaza providing food and medical aid. Now they are either completely cut off or a trickle is going in. Um, They have deliberately raised agricultural land where people can sustain themselves uh, through planting uh, food, basically. Mm -hmm. They have targeted... They have targeted and destroyed the infrastructure for human survival, basically targeting bakeries, wheat mills, um, hospitals, everything that could sustain life. So in terms of uh, depriving, depriving Palestinians in Gaza of food, they have maintained and ensured that there is no, uh, uh, they are not able to receive any kind of food or uh, have access to any kind of food or water. Mm. Now, the report also mentions public statements by high-ranking Israeli officials expressing an aim to deprive civilians in Gaza of essential resources. How have these statements translated into the day-to-day struggles faced by the people of Gaza, especially regarding food, water and the fuel shortages that they have? I mean, it just puts Israel, uh, you know makes their intent clear before the starve before they started before the 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 october 7th attacks they made it very mm-hmm. clear that that is a tactic they will be using that they will be preventing food from entering gaza that they will that and they started immediately one of the first things they did was shell water water lines and and um prevent food from from coming in so these statements from israelis uh make it make their intent very clear they repeated it over and over which makes it a war crime i mean there are certain criteria yes. that Need to happen for them to to um, uh, to be charged with war crimes, and and they are their intent is one of them, and they've made it very very clear that that is their intent, and they continued despite condemnation, despite this report, uh, they have not allowed more food trucks, and they have not um, allowed people. They have continued raising agricultural land um, and preventing people from from their most basic necessities. So, and they they say it loudly and they say it at every possible uh, um, uh, opportunity. In addition to, uh, and I think it's crucial here to mention that in addition to the statements by Israeli officials, uh, their intent was very clear with their coordination from the United States with diplomatic uh, protection 
to stop uh, first initially a veto at the UN Security Council for a ceasefire resolution, which is needed. Uh, yes. And it was very clear then that the intent is to continue the starvation and um, depriving Palestinians of their basic human rights, basic rights in Gaza. Uh, initially a veto and then abstaining after watering down a resolution that would uh, that would bring in more food trucks, more aid to the Palestinians. So the intent both verbally uh, with uh, elected with these uh, um, officials, but as well as international diplomatic efforts to block any attempt at providing aid to the Palestinians has been very clear and very intentional. Mm. But the rest of the world seems to be at loggerheads. I mean, you know, there was this vote taken. It all now seems as if it was just um, cosmetic because nothing much has changed. We still see the ongoing bombardment, the horrific and horrendous crimes against the people of Gaza. And yet again, they are now at the brink of famine. Yes, I mean, the international system is being tested right now. And while, I mean, for, for a very long time, the Palestinian people have maintained, both in Gaza and in the West Bank and the rest of Palestine, that the international system has failed us over and over and over again. And this is yet another uh, proof that mm-hmm. the international system is reliant on the approval of superpowers uh, to ensure that everybody has equal rights. And we have seen over and over again that that is not true, whether it's by uh, uh, UN resolutions over decades not being enforced, like the right of return uh, of Palestinians uh, to Palestine uh, and others. But so this is this mechanism, the international mechanism that is being that has been in place for such a long time to protect people has been proven to be nothing more than a shell that is controlled by the powers that con- that that are attacking the um, the populations that need protection. So you know, resolution after resolution, uh, uh, condemnation after condemnation for from the whole world, essentially means the isolation of the United States and Israel in their in their attempt at um, ethnic cleansing of Gaza and the rest of Palestine. So I think right now we're in a very serious situation, um, and the world needs to act. Uh, to prevent further loss of life. I mean, this is immediately need to act. This Mm -hmm. is, you know, what we're seeing now is unprecedented uh, and uh, it falls on the international community to come together and force Israel and the United States to stop this genocide in Gaza. Absolutely, because I, you know, I was just listening to a clip earlier on, and um, it mentioned that right now the people in Gaza are actually the worst off in the world compared to Afghanistan and Yemen. And I mean, there was a time when people looked at Yemen as being the country, the poorest country, with all of their people, um, you know, going through terrible starvation and famine. Um, and then it was Afghanistan and Sudan, and now we're looking at it, and Gaza is at the top of that list. And and that is not due to anything natural that's happening, and as you said, unprecedented. And I think, you know, um, the world is standing up, but the the, the um, governments of the world seem to be walking around with their heads hung low and not being able to do much uh, against the Americans or the Israelis. So, um, you know, it, it really seems hopeless. And yet at the same time, we have to keep that hope that, that this can change and must be made to change. Absolutely. I mean, Gaza right now, there are reports saying that Gaza is the most dangerous place for children in the Mm -hmm. world, uh, in addition to being unprecedented in terms of numbers. And it really breaks my heart and saddens me uh, that we are comparing Yemen and Gaza and Afghanistan, all of these places in terms of 
famine and in terms of starvation, in terms of yes. pain and suffering. This is not what we would like to compare them to. Let's compare the culture, the history, mm. the beauty in the terrain. Yes. And, 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 and so, I mean, it, it pains me tremendously um, to, 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 to have this comparison. Uh, and I, I truly want to say and give a, a shout out, if you will, to all the people of the world who yes. have marched in the streets, who have spoken up, who have written who have demanded, who have disrupted uh, the status quo, both verbally and in their physical presence, to say enough is enough. Mm-hmm. Governments, uh, you know, have taken a step back, but we have seen more and more, unfortunately, l- too late, but we have seen more and more governments stand up and say ceasefire. Um, it is time that we uphold international law, that uh, otherwise this whole system collapses and it, and it does not serve anybody but the powerful. And there needs to be a whole system overhaul uh, for the benefit of the weak, because that is why that system is in place. Otherwise, it shouldn't be there. So, yes. I mean, I think the, the people of the world uh, are the hope. Uh, the people, the voice of the world is our hope. Um, And governments will fall in line because just simply in the United States where we do have a vote and we do have a say in what happens next, uh, we will be holding people accountable. We will be asking questions. And that is the hope I have, that people all over the world will stand up to their leaders, will continue to be in the streets, will continue to uplift the Palestinian voices and the Palestinian um, uh, narrative, and will continue to to speak up for justice uh, uh, and, and freedom for the Palestinian people. Because ultimately, the power comes from the people, and the hope that we have is through the people. The yes. people in Gaza have not, Gaza have not given up hope. They have still maintained, even under the most dire circumstances, we see people, uh, you know, younger um, men and women playing with the kids, reassuring yes. the kids, singing mm-hmm. with the kids. And that is the hope that we can learn from as a, as a, a, a people of the world to, despite the most painful Situation that the Palestinians in Gaza are living in right now. And despite the most dire circumstances of death and destruction and famine, they are still finding time to, to smile and to sing and to play and to hug and be together, to find togetherness in pain. And, uh, and that is the hope that we all need to learn from and to continue uplifting those voices and those images uh, and not just, and, and to always remember that they're not numbers. These people have lives, they have hopes, they have dreams, and they will realize them, and they deserve to realize those hopes and dreams. And it is our responsibility and our duty to keep speaking up and keep uplifting. Absolutely, definitely. So shukran for your time with us this evening. Much appreciated. And yes, I think that's a message that we will leave our listeners with to ponder over. We have to do that. And I think South Africans are very aware of that. Having been under apartheid for a long time, we understand exactly, um, you know, not at the level that we see our Palestinian brothers and sisters go through, but we do understand their pain um, and what they have been going through for decades. And if, if South Africa could get to the point where we have a democracy, inshallah, we will see our Palestinians from the river to the sea free. Inshallah. Inshallah. And South Africa has mm-hmm. always been an ally and an outspoken voice and we are honored to be, you know, um, uh, in togetherness in this, in this fighting for justice and freedom through South Africa, through Palestine, through Turtle Island, the United States of America. This is, you know, the hope for the future. Yes. Shukran for your time. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum assalam. Thank you.
And that was um, Zaina Ashrawi Hutchinson talking to us about uh, the um, fact that starvation is being used as a weapon of war in Gaza. And um, as you can hear the passion in her voice, um, you know, and I think that's that's what it is. Nothing more than the people standing up for the people of Gaza. As they say, they are not numbers. They are lives just like us, people just like us fighting for their freedom. And what better way to give it than to stand up and give them a voice that has been taken away from them. Um, inshallah and South Africans are very much in that process and I think that we need to step up and do more as we fight for their freedom and their right to return home to their land um, for their land to be given back to them and um, inshallah for them to see peace and freedom eventually